0: This episode is brought to you by LucidPoint. Are you struggling to take your IT organization to the next level? We help our customers do so with confidence. Turn your vision into reality. Call LucidPoint today.
1: Welcome to the Quick Take Podcast, the show where you get targeted advice and coaching for executives by executives. I'm Susie Tomanchuk,
0: And I'm James Camps. Give us 15 minutes, and we'll give you three secrets to address the complex topical issues that are challenging executives like you today.
1: Hey, welcome. This is Quick Take. I'm one of your hosts, Susie Tomichuk, along with my good friend. James Caps.
0: James Caps. How are you? There was a pregnant pause I I there. I thought you think... might have forgotten who I was. No, I was
1: trying to think of something else to say about you, and it just didn't come. So I just went right to your name. So there you go, just straight to the name. That's
0: yep. Your your dear friend and and dance partner, James Caps. Yeah,
1: even though we've never danced before, but we can go You've with never that. Danced. We can go with that.
0: It works. It works.
1: Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about multi-generational today, and I was it's as I always do. It's almost like. The meeting before the meeting, I had a meeting with somebody that is a, a very senior leader in a senior role, and actually, his boss. His name is Mylon. Mylon. That's not his. That's brother. a weird name. Well, that's actually my granddaughter's name, name. So that's. I'm going to okay. start using her name as the. You're not supposed to tell your secret name. right up, but I'm. I just am. All right. So so Mylon, yes, he is a senior executive, been running sales, very successful always getting mm-hmm, his numbers, mm-hmm. but his boss had told him to work with me around communication. Oh yeah. And I know him. I've, I've seen him in many meetings. I have a lot of exposure to him. And what I would say about him, he's very positive. He's almost, almost, he's one of those guys, that's almost too positive. Like
0: oh yeah, some of his yeah, filler words are like,
1: yeah. but it's really good. You know, it just is mm. nice, but it's like some, there's a time and place for that. And he goes on and on. Like when we're in a, a topic with all of his peers, he tends to take a lot more time than everybody else. And you kind of oh, sure, sure, have to sure, listen sure. along to figure out his point three minutes in yeah, to under, and yeah, then start yeah. tracking with him. So he's not great about mm. kind of making his communication flow. So um, we were just talking and I thought this is a great... There's part of it is he's older, he's kind of set his ways and he's successful. So he thinks it's working well. And so right. I do think there's a miss between what he believes is his strong suit and how that feels to his team. Cause he has a big, big team that is responsible for a lot of the business.
0: Yeah. I think that's a real challenge for a lot of us leaders as we, uh, and it's, it's, we can talk about age, but I think it's really time and seat and uncomfort, And And ultimately, um, there's a, a challenge for all of us to maintain our self awareness, right. Where we have a perspective that, um, ensures that we are both aware of what we're doing, but also, you know, uh, um, understanding that we still have stuff to learn. You know, I always say that if I'm the smartest man in the room, I'm in the wrong room, uh, because ultimately, um, I only know what I know and I'd like to learn more. So I think as we talk about leadership, um, with, Uh, People who have different uh, levels of experience, different generations, different cultures. I think all of those apply when we are uh, how we how we manage those groups of people as leaders.
1: I completely agree. I will tell you, I'm working with probably four VP level teams right now. And Mm -hmm, I think there's mm -hmm. a little bit of a fear around I'm here now. I better know how to lead.
0: Yeah, and, that's so true. And it's
1: like, no, is this is an evolution that you always need to kind of zoom out and evaluate to figure out yep. what you need to do next. Because you're evolving along with your people and you have to be open to that.
0: Yeah, I think and companies do a poor job of doing leadership training, as you well know. Yeah. Um, and employed. so a lot of times, yeah, it does keep you employed. Unfortunately, not enough because there's <laughs> a tremendous um, no, totally. amount of, of companies and, and leaders who, to your point, you know, you're promoted. Therefore, you should know. Yeah. Um, and I think that the, the leaders who have, are seasoned and have experience get to a place where they're like, you know, and they realize, I don't know. And I still exactly. have stuff to learn. Yeah. And I think when, when we talk about um, specifically the multigenerational concept. You know, we can talk about diverse cultures and and we can talk about global leadership maybe on another time, another time. But I think the multi generational element is really uh, a a common topic Mm -hmm. uh, and a common struggle for, I think, a lot of uh, seasoned leaders. Um, You know, if I had a buck for every leader who said, you know, kids these days or gen insert letter here, they just don't get it. You know, my, my, my knee-jerk reaction is, well, maybe you don't get it. Yeah. Um, and I, I really want people to do that self-examination because I, ultimately that's not going to change. There's going to be another generation behind them, and that evolves, uh, and that evolution is going to continue. and And as leaders, we need to uh, explore that and and be successful. Uh, And I think we could talk about some ways to to be successful. All
1: right, you're right. There's a lot of topics under this title, Mm -hmm. or this, you know, a lot of subtopics. Why don't we talk about the communication aspect of it and what what are the best practices at that level, the executive level? Um, I'll just say VP and above. And, sure. and, and what are those things that people need to be thinking of?
0: Well, I think that the most important thing is first, you need to uh, be comfortable re-examining mm-hmm. your communication yeah. style, right? And I think that to the example of Mylan there, um, that individual had a style that has probably worked uh, for X number of years, or more importantly, maybe in a particular industry or a particular subset, you know. Um, messaging to developers is very different than messaging to salespeople, which is very different to messaging to, to finance folks, and so the, you have to have that awareness about how um, uh, that, how you are, are messaging and how you're communicating. Um, there's a lot of interesting ways to do that. I know we were talking earlier about one of the one of the suggestions you made to, uh, in that conversation. Why don't you mention that? I thought that was really oh, about powerful. the questions. Um,
1: Yeah, yeah, What? there's such a big impact in terms of asking questions because when you ask questions, Mm. that forces the other person to think. So it gives this impression that you have great ideas because they have to think. Mm -hmm. Um, And so actually, I'm glad you asked me because I told him, you have to change your mindset in order for you to to show up differently. And so Mm. what I told him was, instead of thinking about what you're going to say next, Think about what you're going to ask next. Ask next.
0: Oh gosh, and so powerful! His
1: aha was he's really good at that in front of this in front of the customer, but he wasn't practicing that for in front of his mm. boss.
0: Oh, or 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 maybe even his employees.
1: Yes, and so even thinking about what really works and changing, like you said, assess how are you coming across, how are you communicating, and what can I change, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. even asking yourself. <laughs> what in this time and place is going to work best for the people that are listening to me
0: yeah i think that's critical i love that that's socratic method that question question you know the five whys mm-hmm. the one of the classic books uh, about leadership i think that's a great uh, example of as a leader you know if you're more comfortable or historically have done lecturing have done the memo style communication mm-hmm. pivoting to asking questions i think that's a really great example of of uh, of that first uh, piece of advice, I'd like to give there is you know check your communication style and and maybe adjust. Yep,
1: and is it working for the the here and now?
0: That's exactly right. And and I think that really the second one kind of pivots on that. So there's that adjusting your communication style, but then also adjusting your leadership style. Hmm. So you have to be comfortable with the fact that, you know, the, the quintessential GE hierarchy may not exist uh, at your company any longer. You know, you may not have multiple layers. You may be very flat. Um, you may have a staff that's more comfortable speaking directly to you or, you know, like in, in, in my case, a, a staff that is too comfortable coming directly yeah. to me. And you need to embrace the the hierarchy and, and, and empower your folks. And so I think that obviously suggesting uh, adjusting your communication style is key, but adjusting your leadership style, having that self-awareness, knowing that that might need to be adjusted, I think is equally important.
1: And so how would you do that? Would you look at the, the meetings that you're having and, and kind of think through, like how do you evaluate that and zoom out and be able to see it from a different Mm -hmm, perspective? mm -hmm.
0: You know, I like to ask folks, how is this working for you? How are these meetings working for you? Are you getting value out of this? Um, You know, the honest truth is it goes back to the previous example, ask questions, but just simply saying, are you getting value out of our staff meeting? Um, Are you getting value out of our one-on-ones what's missing from your um, uh, uh, from your, what's missing from you, uh, allowing you to be, uh, successful. Um, I also am a big fan of skip levels. I love to probe, uh, the folks beneath, uh, uh below the people underneath me, just because you're going to get a different point of view and that can inform, uh, different ways of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other one that I think you and I talk about a lot is also talking to folks at other companies, mm-hmm. you know, every, every group has its own culture and every company has got, you know, it's dipped in, 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 in history, but you talk to another company and and suddenly it's, you know, just a bank just like we are, but they're doing it radically different. That's an epiphany. So, um, you know, reaching out, finding other ways and just exploring alternatives, I think is huge. Oh,
1: I think that's so good. You know, I talk to so many people that when I talk about networking outside of their business, mm-hmm. they're like, ah, oh, what a missed opportunity. Why would I do
0: that? That's insanity. Yes. Yeah. It's
1: crazy. Yeah. All right. So what's the third one?
0: You know, I think really understanding that, um, uh, within the uh, different generations, they have different perspectives, you know, and the different drivers. And and it's really easy uh, as leaders to try to put ourselves in your employee's shoes. But just imagine a world, a world where you can't possibly do that, that what their perspective is, is so orthogonal to what you think, Ooh. but it's okay. Right. Yeah. And the fact that perhaps their end game is not whatever your end game is, but it's more, it's very different. And I think um, you know, where we have like uh, a very good example is we talk about, there are uh, folks who are more interested in the experience, uh, side of, of, of an economy versus buying things. Hey, I want to go somewhere versus buy yeah. something or, or get something. Yeah. And that, that perspective is different. Imagine your employees are not really interested in saving up for retirement. They're more interested in going on a trip this year. Yeah. Now that's, that's not unacceptable. That's just different than you perhaps. And so accepting the fact that there are different perspectives exploring and finding ways to understand them really changes the way that, that you will lead as a leader. Um, you're going to have to find different ways to motivate folks. You're going to have to find different ways to communicate to folks. And, and that's super important when you start to realize that they have a different point of
1: view. Oh, that's so good. And I would say, don't assume you know, even if you believe, Absolutely. you know, and I'll, uh, here's a, here's a quick tip tra- uh, tactic. When you're done saying something or wanting their input, practice silence. Oh, absolutely. And before you jump in practice silence because sometimes they don't know what's on their mind and so if you mm-hmm. ask you know kind of tell me a little bit more about what you enjoy or what let them finish and don't jump in right away let right, the silence right. don't linger save them. yes don't, don't save them. My them people
0: have such a tendency to save people when it's uncomfortable I am horrible about that. I don't like putting people on the spot. <laughs> really? But there's a difference between, I know, it's hard to believe. <laughs> um, but I don't like, I'd ra- there's a difference between putting people on the spot and giving them space. Yeah. And if you can understand and embrace that reality, um, it actually creates a, a, a better uh,
1: outcome. Yeah. I think that's really I, as leaders. It's really interesting to think about shifting your mindset around asking those questions, making space, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just observing. Yeah, yeah. You know, as I mentioned before, Me John yep. John McKee said, G- "People who are really wise don't jump in to prove themselves. They spend right. the time yep. just I- understanding and listening." And I think that's a that's profound.
0: No, I think he's absolutely right. Um, John has said many profound things over the years, <laughs> yeah. so and that's one of them. But I think, yeah, if we if we you know loop it back, you know, the, the three ways that I think I, each one of us as leaders can really uh, effectively navigate the challenging space that does come with being a seasoned individual with a, a diverse and multi generational um, team you know, we've got to understand those, that, that situation. And I think the three things we talked about is one, you know, uh, understanding your communication style, asking questions, don't lecture, you know, see how other people are communicating, you know, evaluate that. So communication style, yep. leadership style, changing the way that, uh, that you, um, that you empower folks, the way that you are, um, uh, being responsive, understand what was working for your people and what's not. And then the third one is really embracing a diverse, uh, thinking and know that, uh, what motivates folks and what motivates your teams is, and most likely very different than what motivates you. And if you embrace that versus try to change it, uh, you'll get and have a much more effective team. Yeah.
1: And it's a work in progress. I think it's really,
0: absolutely, it's not
1: a, you know, stamp and it's done, put the chip in and you're good to go as a leader. So embrace that. Yeah, too. and I think
0: that it's so true. And, and, you know, I, I think about this a lot, Um, I've been with my company, I've been with BlackRock for coming up on three and a half years. And I would argue every year has been a radically different year Mm. started in COVID Yeah. next year, not in COVID, sort of in COVID, not in COVID, yes, in COVID, (laughs) not in COVID third year. We're not in COVID, but we're not pretending we are what, what are we don't know is it COVID yes. No. And now we're not in COVID. And so every year has required me to change my leadership style in a major way. And it's not just, and so I look back even on the way I was managing it a year ago and it's different than what I'm doing today. So um, that's just the reality of the world we live in. And I think the folks that, and, and leaders that are open to change are the ones that will be successful.
1: There you go. The silver lining of the pandemic. There you go. Thank you for that.
0: Yeah. help <laughs> forced you to flex muscles you didn't know you had.
1: <laughs> right. This was good. I think this is really good. I sometimes, you know, I never Great know topic. exactly what's going to come out, but pfft, I give you a
0: this is a good one two, two thumbs up in my
1: right. my evaluation my rating system so there you go and
0: that's really the only evaluation system I care about
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah whatever well we appreciate our quick stirs, so thanks for joining us uh, feel free we'd love you to follow us on LinkedIn we want to hear from you ask us questions DM us we are open to it and we'd love to hear from you so thank you for joining us we appreciate you Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Quick Take, where we talk about the questions that are on the minds of executives everywhere. Connect with us and share what's on your mind.
0: You can find us on LinkedIn, YouTube, or whatever nerdy place on the internet you find your podcasts. All the links you really need are in the show notes.